to the Across the Pod NFL podcast. It's time for another team season preview, and this time the team is the Green Bay Packers. With me, I've got a returning guest. With me today, back on the show, is Ash and the NFL. Ash, how are you? I am fantastic. We're two weeks away, Andy, from the start of the NFL season. Um, I've been saying this to everybody. I feel like we haven't had a summer here in the UK. I feel it's it's been autumn for a while, so I've been ready for ages. My body clock is slowly turning into that kind of like half on, half off mentality as well. So like I'm ready to go. Well, this podcast is released on the 30th of August, I believe, or maybe 29th. At that point, it will be literally a week and a day away. So um, yeah, even more oh. exciting times. <laughs> Amazing. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. I can't wait. Um, and for you, of course, since I last I last saw you in person in Green Bay, you of course you went to Super Bowl in Arizona. Just how was that experience going to um that game and what a game it was as well? Oh my god, yeah. So still a very much a pinch me moment. Um I'm you know, every day I still think to myself, I'm grateful. I can't believe my lucky stars. People are fans for years and never get the opportunity. So, you know, I've I don't take it for granted at all. Um, but yeah, what an absolute experience it is. The Americans know how to put on a show. And that's what it is. Like, yeah, the NFL Super Bowl, it is a sporting event, but it's also a showcase for the talent that's there. It's a showcase for America. Do you know what I mean? And that's literally what they gave us. And it was incredible. So, yeah. What, what would you say maybe is one thing that stood out to you amongst... So you've been to a lot of NFL London games and been to games in America... But was there something that maybe stood out to you the most when you were at the game that maybe this this really is different to any other game? So obviously for me, apart from being at the Green Bay game with you at Lambeau Field, yes. I've only really done like London games really per se. So, and obviously being like, let's take the London games, for example, that is a showcase for any NFL fan to go rep their team and all that and stuff. And we get messages all the time. Like take the NFL Facebook group page, for example. Everybody's like, does it matter if I wear like an NFL team jersey that's not playing there? And it's just like, no, rep your team. People who go there to watch the game, it's for the love of the sport. That's not a problem. And then for me, rocking up, I remember at Lambeau and even in Arizona for the Super Bowl, um, I was like, do people wear different jerseys? I don't know. It's, it sounds like such a stupid question. But I was like, oh, is that a thing that people do? Um, and I know, obviously, for the uh, Green Bay Titans game, they were on Thursday night football. Definitely a no-no. But for the Super Bowl, I was rocking my Packers jacket. I was like, you know what? I'm there. I'm loving the vintage. I went kind of neutral, so I had my Rihanna jersey because I loved it and it was great and everything. Um, but you know what? It's just that vibe and atmosphere that you see on TV, because that's where we all watch it. It's on TV when we watch the Super Bowl and stuff. The atmosphere is electric, but being there in person, it's like, it's undescribable. I cannot, I, like, I can't even put an adjective to it. It was the most mind blowing experience. And I kept saying to myself, the day's going by so quickly. I was like, oh my God, it's already two o'clock. It's already 4 p.m., like 7 p.m. and stuff. And I was like, no, I want the day to carry on, keep going and everything. Um, and then when it got to just the end and stuff, I think it literally took me about a good three days, I think, to like decompress and actually realize that I'd gone to this event. And like, like I said, I still can't even put an adjective to it. It was that incredible. Um but yeah, it was just amazing. But I will say the Eagles fans did live up to their reputation. Some of them 
were a little bit of not like obnoxious. Um, they lived up to their hype and stuff. But I think that's kind of what you want from a Super Bowl event. Like you want the whole thing. You want a great game. You want you don't want a game that's going to be one sided. You know, if you're a neutral fan going into Super Bowl, you want a tight game and everything. But also, like, if you're there in the crowd and stuff, I wanted that bit of a hype. I wanted, like, the crowds and stuff to get involved, get a, get a little bit angry, get a little bit vagarious and everything. Um, and that's literally what they offered. And, yeah, it was fab. And being in Arizona as well, you know, I mean, what could you love a bit more in February, being a British person? A little bit of sunshine, a little bit of heat during the day. I've, I felt great. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I was very jealous. Seeing the content you did on both your own channel and 888 Sport, it was I was very jealous, let's say put it that way, seeing oh. you, seeing you there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was great. Yeah, and like you said, take my hat off to the guys at 888 Sport. They literally laid out the work and stuff for us. But like you and me both do, Andy, like when we both work content and stuff, we both do what we love doing. And that for me, it's not work. I just enjoy doing it. And I love meeting people. And I think that was one of the other great things, actually, being in America and being in Arizona. The amount of people who are yet to realize, actually, the expanse that the NFL reach is. They're just like, oh, my God, you're British? And I'm like, yeah. And they just wanted to know how the NFL is over with us, how it is in Europe, why it's expanding, why it's popular and stuff. And they were just ready to have a chat, have a conversation. Everybody is so lovely and welcoming. And I've yet to find like a gatekeeper within the NFL community who literally just says, nah, not for you. Like you're not an American. This isn't like your bread and butter. You haven't been brought up with it and stuff. Um, but yeah, just the welcoming was just phenomenal. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can also agree with that because when I was in America for those three months, when everyone heard my accent, they were like automatically drawn to it and amazed by my story and how Brits love the NFL but I must admit actually I met one actually at a Friendsgiving event in Pittsburgh I met one gatekeeper but apart from that it was very much everyone was very much just very happy to see a Brit go down to America and watch a game. So you met a gatekeeper I mean what did they say what was that like because I've never met one I mean were they a little bit brash I don't Um, know like what was like? At first but after a while of talking it, it very much the change and they were very much more friendly but at first they were like just they, they didn't believe that a British person actually fully I think they thought I was like someone who maybe watched it on the side or casually I think when, okay. I, when I told them I was literally at Lambert Field four days before that I think that's when they started to realize maybe I was a bit of a more of a hardcore fan than they realized but of course I just mentioned it then me and you went to Lambert Field together for a oh. game as a Packers fan your first time going I know we mentioned it on the day and on the video I did but just reiterating how your experience was just how did you find going to Lambert Field for the very first time it's the most magical experience I think I've ever had in my entire existence I I can't describe like the like I felt emotional it's it sounds crazy and I the only people that I think will get it are NFL fans maybe from the UK from Europe from elsewhere outside of America who are going to their home team for like the first time and stuff but like when I got off the plane so like I flew into Chicago fine I was wearing my Packers gear I didn't care not a problem and I had people that were telling me you'll probably get a bit of like a bit of stick or whatever and I was like "Mm, it is what it is um and then when I flew into Green Bay and I remember we were driving to our Airbnb and I just saw the G in the distance from Lambeau Field and I had to get the, I like got the guy driving to stop. I was like, stop the car. Um, and I just had to soak it in. I was just like, I just need to sit here for two minutes. 
because I was like, I'm never going to have this experience again. Seeing Lambeau Field for the first time, oh my God, like I want to just soak it all in and just be in the moment and stuff. Um, But I think the one thing that I was thinking about, Andy, because I was like having a little thing today, just like reminiscing and stuff. We had a snow game. Yes, yeah, yeah. I'm looking through my videos and I just remember like the snow started falling, I think maybe like towards, I think it was like the end of the first half, the snow started falling and stuff. And I was like, oh my God, we're going to get a snow game here. And that in itself is just, that's what you think when you think about Lambeau Field. You think of the frozen tundra, you think of like ice cold conditions, snowy conditions and stuff. And we were there in like the back end of November I don't know, if you're here in the UK and stuff, oh my God, we might get a little bit of sleep. It might just not settle. It is what it is and stuff. But I just remember thinking to myself, oh my God, this is everything that you wish Lambeau Field to be a more. Like when, you, when you're a Packers fan, when you think of going to a game in Green Bay, you want those snowy conditions. You want that atmosphere. And it was electric. Oh my God, the roar of the crowd. I don't know how the atmosphere or like the acoustics work in that stadium but I could, like, we were trying to have a conversation. I just remember thinking to myself, I can't hear a single thing you're saying, Andy, but I'm here for it. Like, it was just, it was amazing. And yeah, I mean, despite the loss, sad times, um, it was just the most phenomenal experience. But I think just everything was just amazing. And and hey, Lambeau Field in itself, even if you're not a Packers fan, that there's something magical about that stadium um, that is just, I think, second to none from anywhere else that you can go. I agree. And even I got goosebumps. I'm not even a Packers fan. And, you know, I remember when, again, I had to go through Chicago to get to Green Bay. And I remember everyone on the plane was going to the game. There was a few Titans fans. Everyone there was pretty much going to the game and they're all in Packers gear. I remember even when you're on the plane when you're about to land, you can see the stadium sort of, if you're by the window seat. I remember rushing from even at the seatbelt side when I rushed from my seat to get to the window seat on the other side and to have a glimpse of it and then going to the game itself that was just incredible and even I got the goosebumps and, and I can't imagine what it's like for you it must have been 10 times what I was going through and because it's like it is it's NFL tradition you know it's like you know it's one of the oldest teams in the NFL stadium's been there for years it's never going to change fan-owned team and all that and to get to go to it and just experience something you want to do for years and years I thought yeah. it was amazing. So yeah, I if any if you're listening at home, whether you're watching on YouTube, whether you're listening to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, if you ever have the chance to go to Green Bay, please do. Just, I'm good to do it. it. Yeah. Honestly, I would say four days there, you're ground because it is what like we would call like I don't know like a white collar city. Like it is, there's no high rises. It's not like what you get in like New York, even Chicago and stuff. It is just like a working man's city. That's how I would describe it. Being a Brit, anyway. Um, but everybody is so unbelievably lovely and welcoming. Like we were going around doing a little bit of the tailgates and stuff beforehand, just going into people's houses and stuff. I I cannot get over how incredible it is because I mean for us like what do we get a bit of a tailgate and stuff for a London game it's oh just go into a pub around like Wembley or Tottenham and stuff it's not the same environment and I think the purpose of like an NFL game it's not just a game it's a whole day event it's where the families can go it's where everybody can get together people from different backgrounds just talking about their love for a team their dislike for a team like you know who they've got on like their fantasy roster like it brings the people together um and yeah it, 
absolutely incredible. But hey, I know obviously it's difficult for people to get out to America. You know, it's not something that everybody can do. But yeah, if you can do it, 100%, you know, try and do it at least once in your lifetime and you will not be disappointed. Just make sure you wear layers. <laughs> oh, God, 100 Yeah. I was so cold. I think I had like four layers of like ski thermal gear on. I had like skinny jeans. I had leggings. And then I had like my Zubaz. I had my jumper, my sweater. Then I had like my vintage Packers jacket on. I was still freezing. Whiskey got me through. It's a highlight. Um, But yeah, like it's, it's Baltic up in Green Bay. Like when they say it's the frozen tundra. Yeah. For me, like, I, I think for us, obviously, we use Celsius. When I was looking on my phone, they said, oh, yeah, like, I think, what was it, like, minus four Fahrenheit or something. I was like, oh, easy. We've done that before in the UK. And then I realized, oh, I've got to turn it into Celsius and stuff. And I was like, I think it's about, like, minus 15, nearly minus 20. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that's... Yeah, even even colder. But, yeah, definitely wear your thermals for sure. <laughs> yes, it was really cold. Um but heading on to the Packers, of course, a big, a massive, much talked about team in the offseason. Um, not many ins, not many ins. Only I couldn't only fight really two main ins, including Jonathan Owens, a safety from Texans and San Francisco 49ers safety to various more. But of course, the main okay. point has been the outs. Obviously, as well, you drafted people like Lucas Van Ness, Luke, yeah. Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft. But of course, the main out was Aaron Rodgers, of course, after many years um to over 20 years I don't know, just under 20 years with the team you know he's gone to the jet fire trade randall cobb and alan Lazard followed him you saw the likes of mercedes lewis and robert tonyan go to the bears agent amos also went to the jets and well jaron reed went to the seahawks chris barnes went to the cardinals and kicker mason crosby has left but he's yet to find a team for you ash your overall thoughts on the offseason so, I mean, the Jets, Packers 2.0, of course. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what we're all thinking. <laughs> um, well, listen, so obviously, and I've said this for ages, you know, I'm still a new NFL fan in the grand scheme of things. You know, I haven't been brought up with it in my entire life. I don't have an affiliation because I've got family over there at all. I'm a new fan in the grand scheme of things. So Aaron Rodgers was the first quarterback that I've had as a fan of the NFL and as a Packers fan. So um, I, I remember like people always ask me the story, how did I become an NFL fan? It was literally, I brought up every quarterback's jersey from every, like all 32 teams up on a screen in front of me and I picked my favorite one. And it was number 12, Aaron Rodgers. Just something drew me towards that jersey. I picked it, then I did my history, then I did my homework and I didn't look back. I was like, great, I'm a Packers fan. This is it, Die like bleed green until I die. So obviously, when you hear that, you know, a player, let alone your starting QB, your franchise QB, your Hall of Famer QB is going to leave and he's not happy in the organization, X, Y and Z reason. Yeah, it's stung. I'm not going to lie. It's stung for all of us. If a Packers fan says to you, yeah, no, it didn't affect me at all in the slightest. They're lying. And we would all be in the same boat. I don't care what team you're a fan of. We would all be in the same boat. But at the end of the day, the NFL is a business. Players are going to come and go. Hey, we would all love it if our favorite QBs, have, you know, hey, if Tom Brady can play for the next 100 years, great. Buccaneers and Patriots fans would be a fan for life. But that's just not the way the cookie crumbles. Hey, people age, people get injured. 
it's the NFL, it's a sport, it's a business, people move on. But so after, and, and hey, you know what, it took me a little bit of time. Um, I went through the emotions of grief, so to say, you know, denial, um, like vengeance, everything. I took it all in. Um, but you know what? Aaron Rodgers, I can't deny he's a great quarterback. Yes, he is on the older side of things. I think he's one of the last, what I'd say, QBs of that era left in the game now. Now we've got some of the younger guys coming in. We've got the young guns coming in who are like gagging for that QB1 hotspot and stuff. And hey, Aaron Rodgers is one of the last ones there. Can he do it in New York? You know what? Like I'm not a spiteful person. I wish him the best and everything. I just don't know. My gut feeling tells me, are we going to get history repeating itself? Are we going to see another Brett Favre season? Are we going to see the Jets winning the first half of their season? And then are they going to shank it? Is something going to unravel? I don't know. The Jets have been great. They are so promising on paper. They have everything going for themselves. But when push comes to shove, at the end of the day, it's NFL Sunday. Anything can happen. Who knows? I don't know. It's like, it's, yeah, it's, I, I just don't know. Um, but obviously, being a non-Jets fan myself, yeah, I hope they lose. I hope they suck. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know. But, you know, like, I, of course, like, I wish them the best and everything. Um, so, yeah, like, we'll see how it goes and stuff. But it is funny. And, it, like, did you hear the rumours or the news story coming out of the day that they wanted um, David Bakhtiari? There was rumours that they were trying yeah. to, like, buy him. And I was just like, oh, come on, Jets. Pick another team. You can't take everybody from the Packers just because Aaron Rodgers is now going in and being your QB1. Like, come on. But And I think we can all agree as well, the drama that you get with Aaron Rodgers, it's it's a bit of something. So I don't know. He Hey, this could be the perfect organization. This could be a great change for him. I don't know. But hey, it's still early days. Um, so, you know, I'll be really interested to see what happens in the first couple of weeks of the season. But I will say this, because I watched a little bit of the Jets preseason game the other week. Zach Wilson seems to be doing really rather good sitting underneath Aaron Rodgers. He seems to be picking up a little bit of something. So, you know, I don't know. This could be this could be a great thing for that that organization. Yeah, I agree, because Zach Wilson has almost been given the chance. Not many quarterbacks have to have a refresh because... We all know yeah. Rogers is not going to be there more than three years at most. I can't see him being there at age 43, 44, because not everyone could be a Tom Brady and last till that age. I think given the chance for two years to be a backup behind Rogers to learn off one of the best ever to do it, I think it's good for him. And I think it'll only, only be a good thing for him, really. I can't see it ever being a bad thing. Because uh, Rogers is, you know, he's 14 December, so he's getting on. And, you know, it is hard to tell whether. I think we'll know this year whether he was bad last year or worse last year than normal because he was unhappy or because of age. I think we'll know. He's got got Hackett back, of course, within Green Bay for his two MVP seasons in recent years. So I think we'll know. I think we'll know, I reckon, in the first seven, eight weeks. We'll we'll know halfway through the season. We'll know whether that was Aaron Rodgers being unhappy or whether that was Aaron Rodgers getting old. And I think it's really interesting to see how he does. Personally, I hope they don't do well for obvious reasons, but... I'm intrigued to see how he does. I'm mean, really intrigued how he well, does. They're in your division, Andy. Yeah. They're in your division. Yeah. I mean, let me ask you a question. So obviously, 
I loved the story coming out in the off season. Um, obviously, Nathaniel Hackett, he's left the Denver Broncos now. Um, and he's gone to the Jets. He's now taken Aaron Rodgers. And hey, Hackett wanted Aaron Rodgers to go to the Broncos. Do you remember that story two seasons ago? Like, that was a whole big thing. We were yeah. like, is Aaron Rodgers going to leave? Is he going to go to Denver? Who knows? And then he stayed. Um, like, do you think it's just a big charade, a big show? Or do you think Hackett can get it done with Aaron Rodgers at the helm as offensive coordinator? No, I think he did a bit, really bad job in Denver, but I think as OC, you know, he's done a great job before. So I think it's a different level when you're when you're the coordinator. So I think that I th- I think I've I am buying into the hype. I must be honest. I am buying into the hype. I think they can do really well. So I think that if you finish seven and nine with Zach Wilson, Mike White, Joe Flacco, and I can't think who the fourth guy was now with Brees Hall injured halfway through the season and with that defence. So I think if you've got the defence playing as well as last year, you've got Brees Hall yeah. all season long, as well as Dalvin Cook, and you've got Aaron Rodgers, who's far from upgrade on Zach Wilson. And I will say this about Dalvin Cook, sorry, to cut in. Dalvin Cook, great. He's a running back that will get injured week 13 onwards. He will get injured and something will happen. I don't know. I'm just saying, not because he used to be a Viking. I'm just like not me <laughs> being just like a little bit spiteful or anything like that. But Dalvin Cook, he's notoriously a running back who will get injured. So I don't know. I don't know. But I do like the Jets' defense. I will say that that's stacked on paper for sure. I mean, look at Dalvin Cook's stats. He still had four straight thousand yard seasons. Had eight touchdowns last year, and I saw it firsthand in Miami how he could take apart a team. So. I think if you, even if you've got him at Hall, I think you can you can limit there. So he hasn't got to be the bell cow like he would have been in the Vikings. I think now you've got you can split the reps between him and Brees Hall. Not great if you've got Brees Hall like me in your fancy team. That's not been good for that. But um, otherwise, I think they can really do well. And I think yeah. So I think they have to make the I think playoffs. I think they have to try and win it all because that's why they've got Aaron Rodgers. And I think they they're gonna have to try and. I oh, think, you want to yeah, they have to. I think for them, if they don't make at least the championship game, I think it's a failure. If I'm honest, because that's why you brought them in because you want to win now. So, really intrigued well, how, how he'll do. Really intrigued to see how he'll do. But I'm also intrigued how Jordan Love will do at Green Bay, and of course, he's a new starter, basically following the exact same career path as Rogers so far in terms of two or three years behind the Hall of Famer. Like Rogers had it with Brett Favre, and Love's had it with Aaron Rodgers. Now he's got his chance to start. How do you see it going for him? Because he's had the years of waiting but he's not he's only had one start so he's not had as much he can have as much help and you can learn as much off the field as you can on the sidelines but you probably like like some job you have in real life you only really learn when you actually start doing it so just how do you feel about him going into 2023 and how he can perform i am notoriously conflicted when it comes to jordan love i could not agree with you more i think if you don't have the experience of enough actual gameplay, that could be a really big thing. Preseason for me, it doesn't count. When push comes to shove in the actual NFL season, preseason doesn't mean jack. Do you know what I mean? Um, it's, you know what? I'm rooting for him. I'm all about love this season. I want to rep that number 10 jersey. Like I'm all in on love because you know what? He's my starting QB. I've got to be all in on love. But um, there's been so many different stories coming out. So I think during like training camp and everything, I know um, lots of teams 
for example, they don't allow obviously cameras to go in. You've got to basically rely on say your people going in and then like chatting on Twitter or it's called X now, whatever it is. Um, so I was trying to follow a lot of people that I knew who were like going to training camps and they were like telling stories about what they were seeing, you know, how's Jordan Love doing on the rush? Like are his own line protecting him, all of these little things and stuff. And it was very conflicting stories coming out. Um, I think a few people said straight off the gun, um, you know, it's just, it's not, it's not good enough, basically put it that way. For somebody who's been sat behind Aaron Rodgers for that many years, he should, like, his level of gameplay should be much higher. But then you see what he's done on camera. You see what he's done in a little bit of the preseason games when he's had the opportunity to play and stuff. You see what his team players are saying. And I get it. At the end of the day, your teammates and stuff, they've got to have your back. If they don't have your back, what are you doing there? What are you doing in the locker room? I don't know and stuff. So I think push will come to shove opening game in Chicago. When we play the Bears, it's got to be all or nothing. If Jordan Love comes out of the out of those gates swinging, if he has got that arm on him, if he knows what to do coming out of the pocket, if he can do well, great, we're all here for him. But it's true at the end of the day, he hasn't been allowed to have a lot of game time play. It's just you know you're sat behind Aaron Rodgers. How much game time can you have for the past couple of years? It's just you know it's unless Aaron Rodgers gets injured. You ain't going to see the time of day on that football field, really. Um, So I think it's, you know, it's now or never for Jordan Love. It really is. Um, But, you know, it's tough. You've got to have faith in your organisation. You've got to have faith in your team. You've got to have faith in your head coach. You've just got to have faith that you think they know what they're doing because we can all be like sofa coaches and stuff when we're sat at home looking at the tv thinking they should be doing this i can do a better job put me on like all of this stuff and whatever um but who knows i mean you've just got to look at what jordan love did when he was in college he had back to back to back seasons like he aced it but it's i mean none of us know what it's like then going from college football to nfl football being sat on that bench being sat behind hall of fame qb and just have basically having to buy your time and just kind of sit there and learn so it's i think it's going to be interesting seeing jordan love go out on the field and playing a full game because that's something we've never seen before and you know i don't know how it's going to pan out i will root for him but I just don't know how it's going to pan out. But hopefully the team will have his back. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, I always say you could be a great quarterback, but without having a good team around you, you ain't going to win games. And I'm a full believer in that. So, yeah. And of course, one person you have to rely on is Christian Watson, who impressed his rookie year. Had a kind of, was it seven straight games to touchdown or something? There was a good run he had where he scored in every game. Yeah. So I think having him there... I think it's going to be, I think if Jordan Love can become the quarterback that they're hoping he can be, that could be the next, you know, the next great quarterback and wide receiver duo, potentially. A hundred percent. Christian Watson is a force to be reckoned with. Um, I think obviously he came out of a shell in the back half of last season, a hundred percent. And I think he has so much more to give. Christian Watson's ceiling. He is a fast, he is a dynamic player. If he can just nail down 100% the routes that he's taking, the routes that he's running and everything, all he needs is just a little bit more spice and stuff. Christian Watson can be 
one of the best wide receivers that we've seen in the game. A hundred percent. I've got no doubt in that and I'm not being biased and stuff. But the other thing that I will say is that a lot of people sleep on the Packers running back room. I love our running back room. We've got Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon to start things off with. Those guys are powerhouses and they are not newbies to the game. They know exactly what they're doing. And take Aaron Jones, for example. He is a force to be reckoned with when it comes to being a running back. But he also knows what he's doing when he's catch passes and when he needs to be dynamic and when he needs to run routes to catch those balls and stuff as well. And then you have AJ Dillon, who is a slog workhorse. If it's like third and goal, that man, without a doubt, and I will, I will put my house on it, that man is getting a touchdown for sure. Um, so I think, you know, the Packers on paper, we have this. Our defense is great. Our O-line is great. And we picked up some great people in the draft. And you picked up on a couple of people there um, when we spoke about it earlier. But also, we have actually picked up a couple of really interesting tight ends in the Packers draft as well, who are just as dynamic. They're fast, explosive players. That's what we need but obviously, the one thing that just as a Packers fan anyway, I know that we are generally quiet when it comes to like trades, when it comes to, you know, kind of the off season. Nobody's chatting about the Packers. We are so quiet and stuff. And I just think something's got to give. But there's I just sense something in the air about the season this year. I don't know what it is. And I just think, hey, like the NFC North, I think it's up for anyone's grabs. And the Packers aren't out of it. People are writing them off already. People are just like, nah, because they've got Jordan Love. Oh, he's never played some full games before in his life, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, hey, shove it to us. Let, let's see what we can do and let's go for it. So, yeah. You just never know. You never know. That division for me is very exciting. That division, you've got the Lions who were good last year. You've got Justin Fields having DJ Moore now. And you know, I think it's a very, very... And the Vikings, I think, will still be good. So it's a very exciting division. Uh, but we will head to our final segment, which is going to be our win-loss tie segment. Um, so, Ash, you came on last year. Do you remember you were with Adam and Abby last year? Do you remember what your combined record was last year? Do you remember what you predicted? Probably. I was, was I way off? Probably. I was very optimistic. <laughs> yeah, 14 and 3. <laughs> a bit off, a bit off, but that's yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, week one starts off, as you mentioned before, in Soldier Field against the Bears. Win-loss or tie? Win. I think we win. Yeah. Jordan Love owns the Bears. <laughs> uh, week two, you're on the road again, but this time against the Atlanta Falcons, who, of course, your friend, I believe, is a Falcons fan as well. So a bit of a rivalry in that sense. He is. And I hey, I've said this, so I'm not going to deny it. Don't sleep on the Falcons this year. I'm really excited about that team. But it's the Falcons. Falcons and the Packers. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a tough game. I think it could be really close in scoring, actually, really, to be honest. Packers clinch that. I think we just have the edge on the Falcons team. So, yeah, Falcons win. Uh, Packers win. Yeah. <laughs> uh, week three is your first home game of the season. It's against the Saints. Yeah, we win that. Okay. Saints have lost some players, Andy. Saints have lost some players. So I'm not convinced Derek Carr is the answer. So, yeah, interesting times there. Okay. Uh, week four, you're at home again, but this time against Detroit Lions. That could be an interesting one. Of course, I've got to go with the win, but I think that's going to be a, I'll call it a fun game. 
I think it's going to be fun. I loved watching the Lions last year. I think they've just come into their own. I've got to appreciate what they're doing. I think they've they've nailed something on the head. But yeah, of course, Packers win, 100%. Yeah. And before your week six bye, your week five game, you're going to Vegas as you take on the Raiders. Oh, God, it's so it's, it's difficult not to say a win against the Raiders. I mean, you've got Jimmy G at the helm. Everything has changed in the Raiders. Could we... Oh my God, could we go a winning season without a loss before going into our bye? Yes. Okay. Yes, I think like we can. It. Let's do it. Yeah. Like confidence. Um, yeah. After your bye week, it's week seven. You're on the road in Denver to take on the Broncos. Oh, okay. So I'm always a fan believer that there's going to be a weird upset loss at some point in a team's life. Could this be it? You've got Sean Payton, he's a new head coach there. Oof. On the road in Denver. Oh, you know what? What was it? A win, loss, or a tie? You know what? Let's be let's be crazy. Let's go a tie. Okay, I like that. I like if this that. happens, I'm just saying, let's snippet this bit of the podcast and yeah. we'll just put it out there. Yeah. <laughs> it was like your Mac Jones one from a couple of years ago as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, week eight, you're facing the Vikings at home. Okay, so I think that's going to be a lot... I hate to say it. I think that might be a loss. I think that's going to be a tough one to bear. But yeah, I think that's going to be our first loss. Okay, so you've got two of the next three games at home to the LA team. So your first one is against the Rams in week nine. When I don't... All the Rams fans are going to come for me. Hannah Wolf's going to message me. Um, I am going to say we're going to beat the LA Rams at home. It's an early Rams team that's coming from hot weather in the south. They're coming up north. It's going to be colder weather. They were a little bit shifty, hey, coming into that offseason. Who, who knew what they were doing and stuff? So, I don't know. They've got a lot of players coming back from injury. Anything can happen in the in the beginning of the season. I get it. But right now, Packers win that game. And then, keeping the early trend in Week 11, before we go back to Week 10, your Week 11 one is against the Chargers at Lambeau Field again. Same thing happening with the Chargers in terms of the weather? No, so I I like this Chargers team. I really do. Um, I think that's a game that we might lose. That Chargers team is nice. And I like what they're doing. They're on an upwards trajectory. Um, and I think that could be a game that, may, like right now, I think that could be a game that the Packers could lose. Okay, so in between that LA sandwich, you've got a road game against the Pittsburgh Steelers in week 10. Oh, i got to win that. <laughs> <laughs> we have to win that against the Steelers. Of course we do. Um, sure. Yeah. I mean, no way can the Steelers go another winning season. Yeah. Something's got to give. We're going to win it. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, so week 12, uh, I believe, is a Thanksgiving game um, on the road to the Detroit Lions. Oh, Okay. I mean, the Detroit Lions did so well last Thanksgiving. I thought they were going to win their first ever Thanksgiving game. I really did. Um, yeah, no, that is such a big rivalry. There's no way the Packers will lose to the Lions on Thanksgiving. We're going to win that. We're going to win it. Hey, love it. Um, week 13 is a home game against the Chiefs. That might be a loss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. It might be a loss. It's fine. Yeah, we can move on. <laughs> um, week 14, you're heading to New York to take on the Giants. 
that's got to be a win. We lost to the Giants last year in London. Redemption is here. We are winning. And hey, nothing is kind of groovy right now in New York with the Giants. Things are a little bit sketchy right now. So yeah, I'll take the Packers to win that. Okay, and then week 15 is a home game against the Buccaneers. Oh, that's a tough one. Because I think Baker Mayfield is now, he's been announced as QB1 mm. for the Buccaneers. But they've had so many changes happening in that team, both in coaching, both in players. Um, Battle of the Bays. Um, oh, that's a tough one. Oh, I don't know. Um, ah, okay. I'm going to be realistic. But is that home? When? I'm going to say when. I'm going to say when. It could be a loss, but I'm going to say when. Okay. So week 16, Christmas Eve, so this is 6pm for UK fans listening, um, you're on the road to the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, that's a win. Oh, I, yeah, no, it's got to be a win. It's got to be a win. It's the Panthers, come on, yeah. <laughs> and of course, that is Christmas Eve. Will you try and watch it that day? I don't know how you work Christmas Eve, what you kind of do traditionally-wise, but will you try and watch it on that day? Yeah, so what I normally, well, what I've done the past couple of years is we always have like our Christmas lunch and stuff like earlier on in the day and everything. And then we kind of like just all like right into the living room, put the TV on and stuff. But then we have just always like sat on like a big old armchair at the end of the room and stuff and just pop the laptop up. And I'm just like, whatever's on the TV is grand. And then I'll just have the NFL games <laughs> just here next to me so I can like keep an eye, keep some tabs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank God for that laptop and iPad. That's all I can No, say. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember years ago when I first discovered the sport and I you know for years I could never watch it because there was no Sky Go, there was no iPads to watch on different screens. So back then you and you couldn't really after watching like, you know, four hours of football, so then go to my parents, right, we're gonna sit down here, we're gonna watch six hours of commercial free football. You know, I you can't do you couldn't do that back then. So I think oh, I was exactly. when I was ten years younger, so I could experience that when I was younger, but you know, it is what it is. Um yeah. yeah. Um, week 17 is New Year's Eve. So this is going to be, um, it says here 7.20 p.m. It's games, yeah. yeah. That's going to be, what, 1.20 in the morning on New Year's Day? So well, what a way to go into the new year, taking on the Vikings on the road. Oh, well, I mean, so I said the Vikings beat us. We don't lose to the Vikings twice. But this is a massive win season for the Packers that I'm kind of giving right now. And I just don't know. I don't know how good we're going to do. Hey, I'm ever the heavily optimistic Packers fan. We need people like me in the Packers realm. This is... So we don't lose twice to the Vikings, so we win this one. Right, okay. I can't say no, yeah. <laughs> uh, week 18, the final week of the season, is at home to the Bears. Andy, you're killing me. <laughs> Killing me with these with these last games. Of course, I want to say it's a win. Um, I mean, this Bears team isn't like the Bears team isn't bad. I'm kind of excited to see what they do. More from kind of like a fantasy perspective, I kind of like try and segregate myself from being a hardcore fan and not thinking about rivals and everything. I'm trying to think about you know what the teams are doing and stuff, and especially like big of a bit of a pundit and like journalism kind of things i try and think you know what are these qbs going to do that we haven't seen before we've got some electrifying players actually on the bears who could go out but then it's also the bears and i'm just like ah oh, it's ah oh, it's such a, it's a tough one um i mean you know i'm gonna say we're gonna win to the bears again 
<laughs> but this is a heavy win season. I mean, what am I on? What are, what are the Packers winning right now? Is it like another 13 and three season? So, yeah, for your record, it's 13, three and one. <laughs> okay. So that has you. So I'm going to go by whatever else has come on the show and done for their team's predictions. So, Tell me what Chris has done first. So before I go into any, so actually before, yeah, I'll go into Chris's first. So he had a 11 and six for his Washington Commanders. Oh, you know what? He's probably been a bit more realistic. Yeah. But then yeah. On, the, on the flip side, we had Sam Morgan on the show who had his Cardinals going uh, six and 11. <laughs> I mean, the heavy optimistic Cardinals fan right there. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we had on the somewhere in the middle of this, we had George on for our Colts um, season preview. George on sports, Georgia Gator, nine and eight. So, more of a somewhere in the middle sort of prediction there. Uh, well, you know, George is just a sad Colts fan at the moment. I mean, how can you, how can you be a happy Colts fan right now? Um, <laughs> you know what? I think realistically, I think the Packers can definitely hit double digits for the wins. Um, but like I said, anything can happen. Anything can happen on an NFL Sunday. Mm. That's just the way the cookie crumples. That's the enjoyment of this sport and stuff. I do think there's always going to be like an upset win. There's always going to be a random game that your team wins that you weren't expecting it. I mean, take the commanders, for example, they're notorious for having wins that nobody thought that they would do. Um, but I definitely think the Packers play their cards right as long as players stay healthy. As long as everything, and that's a big ass, as long as everything is in their favor, we could definitely hit double digit wins for the season. And I mean, it's, it's I'm not going to be surprised that the Packers make the playoffs. I'm not going to be surprised by that at all. Um, it's, and the NFC is, I mean, dare I say it, it's pretty abysmal compared to the AFC anyway. Um, the NFC, I think, is up for anyone's grabs, really, to be honest. There's no outright team that I'm rolling my dice on and I'm putting, you know, my mortgage on. I'm just like, there's just not a team that's there for me right now. Do you know what I mean? So, um, so sure, why not? Let's roll with the Packers, carry the G, rep the seventh letter till I dive. Like, we'll do it. Yeah. So looking at the table, you are, Coney, our second most optimistic fan. We've had... 26 fans on now, 27 fans on, and you are only Paul Hope with his 49ers going 14 and 3, has a better record than you right now for their team. Who did you have on that was the 49ers fan? Uh, Paul Hope, so he's part of 49ers. He's faithful. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I recognize the name. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I'll happily take second to a 49ers fan. I'm a big fan of Brock Purdy. I like what they're doing over there. That's all right. Um, yeah, I think, hey, I love the realistic fans. I'm here for them. I think you kind of got to be. But hey, if you're not a heavy optimistic fan of your own team, you're doing something wrong. You need to have a self-check. <laughs> Andy, here's a question for you. How do you think your Dolphins are going to do with Tua? Do you, like, are you thinking a winning season? Like, how do you think you're going to do in your division? I'd love to see what you think about your dolphins that is a fantastic segue and promotion into my future podcast we've got our dolphins podcast next week and also our season predictions where we'll rank all divisions from one to four so i'm going to save okay. that i'll tell you off camera but oh. i'll save that for the audience until okay, uh, okay. Yeah, until i thought i'd have to wait as well i was like no <laughs> yeah. and you can't wait if you want to but <laughs> no <laughs> Right, so we will end it there. Um, so first of all, once again, thank you, Ash, for coming on to the podcast and previewing your Packers. 
So you've got a lot of things coming up. You've had a lot of good content over the summer. You've got a lot of things to look forward to, one of them including Dublin this weekend. Is that right? It is, yeah. So going over to Dublin, just a short 24 hours in the motherland for me, even though I rap a very strong English accent. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm super excited to go over to Dublin. Love, like, I'm becoming a massive fan anyway of college football. So, you know, and I think it's a nice segue into the NFL because obviously we see these guys coming up through the draft. Um, So, I mean, why not? But I know, you know, as British people anyway, it's it's a load of chunk out of our time as well to get submersed into college football. But hey, it's Notre Dame, it's Navy, it's the Fighting Irish coming over. I think um, it would be wrong of me to not try and head over to Dublin. But the one thing I am wishing for, um, just ever so briefly, because I know last year at the Aviva Stadium, the Wi-Fi went out and everybody got free beer. So um, may the the gods be with me and the (laughs) Wi-Fi cut out again. That'd be great. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> have you got a sort of have you picked a team yet in college or are you just trying to just get into it and sort of trying to yeah, find so that, randomly and I get asked this question a lot and I think it's just my love for vintage that has helped me but kind of not so much so I used to work at summer camps over in America um mm-hmm. and quite a lot of the kids that I used to teach they used to go um they used to be gators so I'm a massive lover of Florida Gators and I'm so excited for the Netflix documentary like Swamp Kings to come out. Like, I think it's going to be great. Um, but obviously, being a Packers fan and everything as well, I do have a little soft spot for the Wisconsin Badgers too. And I just, I love the vintage gear. I love, oh, it's just mm, chef's kiss. But um, I think like, I don't have like a diehard rep college team. I am kind of like really open, you know, I, I like just watching it, if that makes sense and stuff. Um, But yeah, those are the two teams that I'll probably be repping if you ever see me walking around in college gear. So yeah. <laughs> but I'm actually a Gators fan, so maybe we'll have a team ah. in <laughs> I mean, orange is the best colour for everybody. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, But I've actually watched a couple of the episodes of Untold it's pretty good, and I know it's it's getting. So I haven't watched it yet, so yeah. no spoilers for no. me, Andy. But, but is it good? Yeah, it's it... good. And the best thing is, I know shit's going down in in the, the final. Okay. Thing. It's, all, it's brewing towards what this all what they're teasing. What obviously what the whole thing's about. It's all it's brewing towards that. So yeah, I've watched two of the four so far. So I'm looking forward to when I come back from the festival next week to fully finish it, and I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. But yeah, it's it's all it's building up towards something. Some some real shit going down. <laughs> nice. I'm here for it. I love it. Yeah. Let's go. Fantastic. So that's where we'll end the podcast. This has been your Cross the Pod NFL podcast, our Green Bay Packers season preview. I've been Andy. This has been Ash. And we will see you guys for our next season preview, which will be the Los Angeles Chargers. See you then. Mm-hmm.